May they be acceptable and pleasing to you. May they speak to us during this time about miracle workers and faith and healing. And may all this be done to your glory and for your honor. And people of God said together, Amen. Good morning. And we are all family. Whether you're a member of Good Shepherd or not, or you're just gathering us with us, you are part of our family here at Good Shepherd, and we appreciate you being here. We're continuing today um, a series that Pastor Jeremy started uh, from the book Jesus by Max Lucado. Today we're going to be talking about the miracle worker. So thank you, uh, praise team, for the for that song, Miracle Worker, you know, God is, is indeed a miracle worker. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about faith and healing and the combination of those two. And I'm going to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, begin with um, the reading of a, a fairly long passage. Normally I don't include this much scripture, but, but this, is, this is a story. I mean, this is an account of Jesus, and it's kind of hard. I, I want you to kind of put this in context Uh, As we move, so uh, we're going to begin today in Mark chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him. While he was by the lake, then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came came and when he saw Jesus... He fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I would be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone from him, and he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. This is the word of God for God's people this day. Thanks be to God. There are a couple of things in this passage that kind of fascinate me. Number one, I, I just can't imagine being the disciples when Jesus said, who touched me? Jesus in the middle of all this crowd where people are bumping up against him and, and, and just all of that kind of movement that's around him. 
And suddenly he stops and says, who touched me? Imagine this woman. Imagine this woman willing to break all the social norms that were going on. Imagine this woman who for 12 years of going to anyone and everyone she could think of to be healed, she did it. She spent all of her money. She spent all of her resources. She did everything she could do. No luck. Everything failed. She had been hearing about this man named Jesus who had been healing and curing and making people whole. In her heart, she knew that if she could just touch Jesus' clothing, if he could just touch the hem of his garment, that she would be healed. But she must take a risk and go against every cultural norm. She was not supposed to be in that crowd. She was not supposed to get in that type of public setting. She was willing to risk it all on a hunch, and get to Jesus. Her faith led her to Jesus. Max Licato defines faith as a conviction that Jesus can and a hope that he will do something. Think about that for a second. A conviction that Jesus can. So many of us believe that Jesus can do things. But do we have a hope or do we have a conviction that will allow us to believe that Jesus will? If I could only touch him, the woman thinks. If I could only get to him, then I'm going to be fine. All of us, my friends, are in uncharted uncharted territory. Wondering how how this all is going to end. Most of the time... Our fears are greater than our faith. I I get it. I get it. Every time I go out, I, I think about what the next steps are going to be on my journey. I have friends who are working in healthcare. My brother works in, in the retail business. I, I'm thinking about all of the places that they are. We're in uncharted territory. But you know, when I get to that point, I realize that my fears are caused by a momentary lapse of memory. I forget, and I believe we so so often forget, that God knows our name. He doesn't know what we look like, he doesn't, I mean, he does, but it's, but it's more than that. I know who a lot of people, I know a lot of people from sight. I can say, I know you, but many times I can't say that I know your name. God knows your name. God knows what you look like, but God also knows your name. Not only does God know your name, but but God really cares for your needs. And you know, in my, in my journey, in my day-to-day stuff, when I get so caught up, many times I forget that the needs that are important to me are also important to God. 
And not only are they important to God, but they're so important to God that God walks with us. In this new era of of social distancing, isn't it a good comforting thought to to, to remember and to remind ourselves that even though I might not be able to have somebody within six feet of me, I do have someone, and that is God. Someone who I can grab hold of, and somebody that I can hold, somebody that you can hold. We forget that God fills us and protects us with and through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I believe that God fills us with the Holy Spirit. And and with that power of the Holy Spirit, I am given the ability to know what it is God wants me to do. I I feel these these movements in my life and in my my thoughts that, that guide me to things. Listen to them, my friends. The other day I was thinking about as I was, I was home at work, and home is at work right now. I was home working, and I really felt the need to call someone I hadn't talked to for about three years. It was a good friend of mine who is uh, in India. And through technology, I was able to get on Facebook Messenger call and have a conversation with this ministry friend of mine who's in India. And he said, you know, I've been struggling today and I was hoping somebody would call. How did I know that? I didn't. But it was the Holy Spirit that was putting in my mind the need to to reach out to a friend in this strange time that we're living. But not only are we filled with the Holy Spirit to be guided, but the Holy Spirit protects us. We forget many times that God knows our needs. And the cool thing is, is God knows our needs before we even ask. God knew what we needed before we got to this point. And and God has been about the business of putting things in place so that that we would be able to do what we do. Pastor Jeremy has talked so many times about how we had prepared ourselves even before this pandemic virus started to be able to reach out and to be part of the community, but also to be a church family, even though we can't be in this building together. God gave us the ability. God knew what we would need and gave us the ability to be ready for this time and this place. That wasn't an accident, folks. That was because God knew our needs. So God knows our name. God cares for our needs. God walks beside us. God fills and protects us with and through the Holy Spirit. And God knows, excuse me, God knows our needs before we even ask. But you say, Rick, this is a different time. Yeah, it is. I agree. But so many times we forget. I don't forget this one as often, but sometimes I do. That God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the first service, we sang a song that said, God hasn't let us down yet. 
You know, that's a strange sentence. I, I understand what they're saying, but it's a strange sentence because implicit in that is that God might let us down, let us, let, let us down later on down the road. That is so far from the truth, my friends. If God provided for us in the past and God is providing for us today, God will provide for us in the future. You know, I'm generally not afraid right now because I know that God has never let me down. And today, God's not going to let me down either. How about y'all? Has God ever truly let you down? I believe that answer is no. And I promise you, just as sure as God has always been there for you, God will continue to be with you even in the middle of this. And God will be with us as we celebrate in the future because there is coming a day that we're going to have a great celebration. Now let's think about this woman. This woman who has no name. And, and you know, the first service I kept calling her the woman. One of my seminary professors said one time that if there is a person in the Bible that has no name, give her a name. So this woman is going to be Debbie. Debbie has suffered for 12 years. But she has seen that there is a possibility through what she has heard. Debbie has hope in God who could heal her if she only had faith to touch the hem of his garment. You see, hope and faith are connected. And faith and healing are connected. Faith and hope drive us to action. Healing comes when we live out our hope and our faith. So what happens? It says, when she touched the garment, her hope was changed to reality. She felt the power of Jesus, and Jesus said to her, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was well that very moment. You see, this woman who I'm calling Debbie reached out with hope and faith in Jesus for healing. That's all we need to do. Reach out and know that we're not on this journey by ourselves, even though it feels like it. Last week I was on a conference call with some men across the nation And one of the men said that he has constantly been going back to the poem, Footprints in the Sand. Especially the very end, as as the person who was writing the poem was complaining that, that in the toughest times they only saw one set of footprints. God, where were you? And the response from God was, it was in those times I was carrying you. You see, God has not left us alone. God wants to heal us. God will heal us. 
There are a lot of folks that are struggling through the pandemic, through COVID-19, but, but there are other needs that are going on as well. And you know what? They are as equally important to God as well. And God will meet those needs as well. In the midst of all of the chaos that was going on with this healing story, we find that we, well, actually, just a confession, I have, I think, cheated many congregations in the past because I would stop preaching when I was preaching this passage there. But the story continues. Remember at the beginning, it said that Jesus was, in, was uh, excuse me, that Jesus encountered a man who was seeking healing for his daughter. And then suddenly all of this happens and we forget about the man. Well, in verse 36, we continue that story. It says, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid. Just believe. My friends, hear those words from Jesus again. Don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home where the synagogue leader lived, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, What is all of this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumon, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. And Jesus gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to go give her something to eat. So we have two healing stories taking place in this passage. One where the woman's faith, where Debbie's faith was so great that it led her to Jesus to touch his garment and she experienced healing. In the other, it was the faith of a father who knew that if he could get to Jesus, his daughter would be saved. She wouldn't die. Even when people said she was dead, the father still heard Jesus say, don't be afraid, and they went to the house. Sometimes, my friends, we may have faith that lead us to Jesus, lead us to a healing, but sometimes it may take the faith of another one to bring about the healing. The father of this girl, or, or the faith of the friends in that story that we read every year about the men who dropped their friend down into the, through the ceiling, down into the place where Jesus was, knowing that if they could just get him in the presence of Jesus, he would be healed. 
Sometimes it takes the faith of, of someone who, who has experienced the miracles of Jesus to help someone else who might be struggling and paralyzed from fear to take that step toward Jesus to be healed. So maybe things are okay for some of y'all. Everything is good and and you've got everything you need and, and life is moving the way it needs to move. But maybe you know someone who is struggling. Maybe you know someone who is paralyzed and just can't get out of that fear and move into the hope that Jesus offers you and me today. Maybe it's your faith that made you okay, that is necessary. Through your prayers, through your actions, you can bring change for them by taking them to Jesus. Through your prayer, through your actions, through your love, through reaching out to them and helping them know that there is a healer. There is one who knows their name. There is one who loves them and walks with them. There is one who has never changed. So if you're okay, my friends, great. Go out and be the hands and feet of Christ to those who you know. But if you're struggling today, know that all it took was faith and hope to take one step and touch the hem of Jesus' clothing, that cloak, to bring healing. We are praying for you. We are praying that you will find that faith and that hope. May it be so. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rick. When I was um, looking at pictures to include with our online um, ad that we do every Sunday uh, in the morning, one of the pictures had this great quote on it. I don't know who said it or who made it up or that sort of thing. It says this, When you have reached the end of your rope, you will find the hem of his garment. When you've reached the end of your rope, you will find the hem of his garment. I hope you'll keep those words with you and think about what it means to have the miracle worker working in your life, the promise keeper, whose promises are forever, and he will never break them, not now and not in the yet to come. He is always faithful in the past, in the present, and in the future. And we find our victory in Him. As we sing, Victory in Jesus. Jesus. Let's sing, Victory in Jesus.
Hope I lifted your spirits today in some way in this worship service and know that you do have the victory in Jesus. And I want you to remember some words of encouragement as we leave this place today. I want you to remember that church online is not canceled. You can see us here every Sunday. You can watch videos on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays of music from Dana and Hannah. Their other videos are going to be out there. Quiet time with God, not canceled. Praying for the sick, not canceled. Checking on a friend, not canceled. Helping others, not canceled. And being the church, not canceled. We the church now more than ever. Church is on. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 Don't forget it. The Lord your God is with you right now, wherever you are and wherever you go. My friends, we love you. We look forward to seeing you again, and that day will come. But for now, we will come together and be the presence of Good Shepherd, gathered together in places all over and houses everywhere. So, Lord, watch over each one of us as we leave this place and as we go forth into the world. Let your presence be known through us. God, you are the miracle worker and you are the healer. Let us go into the world and share the good news. Amen. Amen. May you have a great week this week. Know that we love you and we'll see you again soon.